or, or Kenai, really all over the peninsula to go get a tan. Uh, and I'm sure that wherever you live, if you don't live on the Kenai Peninsula, like let's say you live in Utah, like Trucker Dave, uh, I'm sure there are places to go tanning there as well. However, why look artificial? It's the winter. All right. Um, other solid supporter, 5150 Vapes. They are your vape super center on the peninsula. They've got well over 200 different types of juices there. I don't think there's any place on the peninsula uh, that, that has anywhere near the uh, number of juices. If you're looking to quit smoking, that is a place to go to get you some blueberry juice to get you off of the smoking tobaccos. All right. Uh, they also have CBDs. So if you are looking for a place to go get some CBDs, you're interested in learning about CBDs. I'm going to be learning about CBDs during the month of November. So uh, I'll be learning about those. I'll be learning about all kinds of stuff while we're turning off the uh, the uh, the, the uh, devil's lettuce intake for the month of November. We're going to be coming back to the sweets as well. Uh, I know some of you guys are ta- and, and gals and others. Bless your heart, you sweet ass others uh, who are taking the month off from. I don't know, from sweets or, or from uh, booze, whatever it is that you're taking a month off to uh, to enjoy the fast with me. I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. Uh, so, again, solid thank you to Iron Asylum Gym. If you are looking for a place to work out, look them up on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Iron Asylum AK, and see if they've got something for you. One of my favorite things about the gym, by the way is that if you want to become a member, you've got to talk to the owners. You got to talk to Brandon and you got, or you got to talk to his, uh, his wife, Jelani, if you want to become a member. So there you go. Like you, you at least got to go through somebody, not like somebody who's trying to sell you something like they're, I mean, they're trying to sell you membership, but at the same time, if they don't want you, you know, they can just tell you that, yeah, ain't, ain't going to work out for us, you know? Or something. I don't know. It's privately owned. I don't know how any of that works. Maybe they can't kick you out. Maybe they can. I don't know. I'm sure there are rules for that sort of thing. But if there are rules for them, then the fine folks at Iron Asylum, they are rule abiders. Uh, you, you know that when you walk into the, uh, into the gym and you see the list of rules that include, uh, train, don't work out, listen to the music loudly, grunting is absolutely acceptable. So if you're looking for a place to work out and make weird noises, that's a place you can do that, man. All right. It's also 24-hour access. So there you go. If you've got a, a weird energy surge at 2 o'clock in the morning, you can go there and, uh, and get that uh, get that out of you. All right. Also, again, 5150 Vapes, your Vape Super Center. They've just, they've just got a really cool place to, uh, to check out if you are into CBDs or if you are into, um, well, if you're looking for one of those little palm oil heat vapor thingies, they've got those as well. They're made of rubber, um, from a company called, uh, MIG. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, if you drop it, you're way less inclined to break it. I don't know about you, but I have dropped one of those, uh, uh, vape pens, the, 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 the glass, uh, the glass top with the oil. I've dropped that, it shattered, and you're out, you know, like 50, 60 bucks. I mean, if you, if you bought a, a gram of, of, uh, oil, I mean, that's well over a hundred bucks in many cases, uh, if you live in Alaska, you know, and that's a, that's a loss. That's a real loss. Anyway, you cut it. That's, uh, if you're a, a drinker, that's a, that's, I don't know, it's like a 60 bottle, a $60 bottle of boots. So. 
Um, yeah, well, there's there's one way to look at it. All right, so uh, they've got the little MIGs. They're uh, they're rubberized, so if you drop it, yeah, it's a uh, it's much safer than if it's uh, just in one of those heavy ass uh, C cell batteries. It falls, it breaks, it shatters, and you're out your oil, you're out of money, and uh, yeah, so you get your little palm guy and. You know, that way, if you drop it, it's not such a big deal. All right. There you go. Also, shoot. Schnikes. By the way, coming up, got to plug this. Comedy dates, comedy dates, comedy dates. November 16th, uh, coming to Don Jose's in Soldatna, Andy Hendrickson, Angie Stubbs, and Cass Smiley. Andy Hendrickson has written for 30 Rock. He's written for David Letterman. He's written for Craig Ferguson uh, and and a host of other comedians. And anyway, he's a very funny guy. You can look him up online. Uh, he does, uh, I guess it's Dry Bar Humor is uh, the YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, they got a lot of stuff over there. That uh, A lot of his stuff, he's, you got a good sample. There's a lot of stuff to look at before you go see him at Don Jose's or at Four Royal Parker. So there you go. You have two options, two places to go see them. Uh, just go, go see them. Uh, Cat Smiley is the, was the Anchorage Press comedian of the year. And if you have not had the opportunity to check her out, these are two, two fantastic opportunities. One with your family and then one in the 21 and up show, which will include some of our fine local talent. All right. We're looking at seven o'clock showtime. For the family show at Don Jose's, and we're looking at probably I don't know, nine or ten o'clock at uh, Parker's a little bit later around. All right, if there is someone that you think I should talk to, by all means, uh, send me an email, wokenbakedpodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'd love to have a conversation with them if, uh, if I agree that there's someone that I, I think I should talk to. Uh, and that goes for all kinds of topics, man. If you have a, a topic that you think should be addressed on the podcast, dude, ma'am, other, I want to discuss it. I, I'm always up for having my opinions changed or, or even discussing my ideas and thoughts uh, with anyone who's willing to uh, exchange their thoughts and ideas with me. So... Coming up, uh, we'll have uh, old, old Crazy Karen. Some of you may know Crazy Karen uh, from the Gulf Coast uh, Democrats. She was one of the first people that I met on the Kenai Peninsula, and she gave me a Bernie Sanders sticker. That was pretty damn cool. So thank you. Thank you, Crazy Karen, who, by the way, she goes by Crazy Karen. You know, she'll she'll take that name. Bless her heart. She's a, she's a very loud, outspoken, very liberal woman. But she's also very cool, and she's uh, willing to sit down and share her thoughts and opines with me. So uh, that'll be coming up very soon. Uh, after the elections, we'll, uh, we'll talk to her. But more to come, hopefully, with, uh, with your favorite uh, muscle-bound monster, Brandon Miller, talking to him this month as well. So uh, lots of stuff coming up. Uh, if there, again, someone you want to talk to. Send me a message, and we'll go from there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, right now it is my conversation with Dolly Phelps. Dolly Phelps and her husband Jeff own Peace Frog Botanicals out of uh, Nikiski, Alaska, and their hybrid Platinum Huckleberry cookies uh, came in at the uh, bronze, got the bronze medal at the High Times Cannabis Cup uh, this year in 
Um, well, close to Anchorage, Settlers Bay. So congratulations to Jeff and Dolly. We talked a little bit about that. We spoke a little bit about the current, uh, current tax situation and the coming changes to the cannabis tax code, uh, that will be coming around on the 1st of January. So without any further idea, Trap Lord Circuit, take it away. Just enjoying a brand new sugar-free monster here at fifty-one fifty base. Real talk. I feel like a sellout uh, drinking a monster. Why? Because they're owned by Coca-Cola. Yeah, they are. That's why I carry them. So, and you. By the way, I want to say thank you for picking up the sugar-free. People and ask. I, I come through the clutch. That's true. And there's like I asked for them one day, and the next day you got them. I was like, dude, can get them. That's what I do. To make dreams come true. Uh, Magic time. You know whose dream is not coming true? Who? Well, maybe it's the last part of their dream. I don't know. Uh, Takashi69, old Daniel Garcia, young man out of New York City, arrested over, uh, well, I guess over a week ago now. Yeah. For a couple minor offenses. I won't say... (laughs) <laughs> he's still locked up. Like he, uh, he's gonna be there for a minute. He's gonna be there for a minute. They got like federal charges on him. Fed like federal RICO charges. That's a lot, man. What That's is, what, 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 what are they saying he did exactly? Allegated, you know? What are they saying that he allegedly did? Oh, I haven't looked at that that sheet. Um, if we could, uh, if, if if we could have someone look that up real quick, that would be pretty cool. But. I know that there's some some racketeering charges. There's some extortion charges. I know that a lot of it comes down to his relationship with his manager, Treyway Shoddy, Trey Nine Bloods. He's been just a dude that over the last 24 months has really turned the volume up in in a way that I don't think that I've ever seen uh, an artist go. Like, he became a living troll. He trolled 30-odd-year-old men into chasing him around Austin for South by Southwest this year. Uh, 38 year old, 30 odd year old men with like jobs and lives and careers. There was a dude, there had to have been a dude who was up in Austin rolling around with uh, James Prince Jr. looking for Takashi who had to be to work on Monday. Like he was taking a day off of work, how he feeds his family to go chase around a kid that looks like a troll doll. Which, by the way, is one of the things that I think makes America great in the first place. But all right, you ready for this? Takashi six nine. Okay, so Dave's got the actual charges. Um, let's go back to the first one here. Um, they're saying he was among four people arrested on racketeering and firearm charges for the being involved in a gang war situation. But the main important one is the acts. Include it uh, could include the following: murder, robbery, extortion, drug distribution, all labeled in the court papers as what he did in a gang-on-gang rivalry. So, there. You, if nothing else, <laughs> this Takashi Six Nine debacle 
Debacle is the word. Debacle is the word. That's what we're going with. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's a cautionary tale for certain. I mean, like, I read on, I read a, a comment on all hip-hop that, like, the law of attraction is as real as the law of gravity. So when you talk about a guy like 6 9 and the energy that he put out into the universe, that's really coming back for that ass. <laughs> I will say that if he does get indicted on this and does serve all his jail time he gets out, he's going to make some amazing songs that you can't doubt his street cred at that point because he's been proven... I mean, there were. I know there were some doubts in street cred before. I mean, earlier, like just in the last year, he's he's beefed with everyone from like the game to the the aforementioned James Prince Jr. Uh, he's gone at it with Slim Four Hundred, who's a uh, part of I believe YG's crew. I mean, he's he, some real guys with some real legit street cred. And he, at the end of it, he's the one that looks like he's going away for a very long time. TMZ posted a video where he was offering $30,000 for a hit on Chief Keef's cousin. Yep. It's fucking crazy. First off, if you're going to do some shit like that, why are you going to do some shit like that with dudes videotaping you? Yes. And what kind of man are you if you're videotaping another man putting a hit out on somebody like all you are doing is you are collecting information which by the way <laughs> super duper drug lord you're doing all of this on a cell phone that's connected to gps they know where you're doing and what you're doing anyway that's why once a kid we did a lot of dumb shit I'm not seeing illegal but i'm not saying it was all legal but we didn't have phones recording us and sending videos to each other the people nowadays have. Yeah, this is the dumb shit I did, and here's a videotape of me doing dumb shit just to impress you, which is, that's really the only reason it exists, is to impress people. So, this dude didn't uh, live stream on Instagram, buddy boy uh, ordering a hit. No, he was collecting evidence. That's what he was doing. And even better is that that, that dick had sold it to TMZ for a couple of grand and is getting his boy sold up the river. Mm -hmm. So, if you are if you are a drug lord, if you are a gang lord, and you're carrying around a cell phone, did the wire teach you anything, you <laughs> dumb motherfuckers? Just like those kids back was a decade ago who broke into that new subdivision down in the states, destroyed all the houses on video, and one kid put it up on his Facebook to show off the MySpace to show off what they did, and the cops got hold of it. I don't know if that happened. We're gonna have I can. Okay, Ooh. we're gonna have. Here's the thing, Dave. We're gonna have to put a. Uh, we're gonna have to put a, a laptop out. We're gonna have to pull it out because sometimes we're gonna have to look up like some backstory on that. Because I want to. I don't doubt it for a second. No, it's just because there's so many dumbasses yeah. out there. Like that. 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 And I, that sounds vaguely familiar, but it. I mean, they did a couple hundred grand in damage to all these houses, busted holes on walls. Dumbasses. On yeah, I don't. I don't they doubt it. They recorded it and then posted it. Like, yeah. And the cops were like, well, we're trying to figure out who did this. Here's a video of all the kids involved smiling, giving thumbs up while busting shit. You're collecting evidence on yourselves, <laughs> you dumbasses. You know, one of, the, one of the many ways they got Aaron Hernandez, uh, former, I believe, former tight end for the Patriots and chewing gum enthusiast. 
<laughs> uh, one of the ways that they got him for the me uh, for the murder of uh, I believe the guy's name was Lo- Odin Lloyd Lloyd Odin. I don't I I, I apologize. Uh, okay. I apologize to the family for uh, for screwing that one up. However, that being said, they tracked his cell phone, which is by the way what they're doing to everyone that is currently holding a cell phone in their pocket. Send you down a quick rabbit hole, uh, real quick. There is a free Wi-Fi provider in New York. And, it, and it's it's free to people using the street, but one of the things that you do is you, you sign your little service agreement. You hit your click and you agree to, you know, to advertisement. You agree essentially to monitoring as well. And one of the things that they found is that these folks that are using this service, and you can feel free to look that up as well, because um, I wish I knew the name of this service, but CBS uh, News did a quick documentary that was on, on YouTube, and that's where I saw this. And they're tracking people, not just where they're going uh, and, like, what they're doing and what they're searching, but, like, legitimately, they're tracking you and they're using your metadata to say whether or not they think you were walking, whether or not you took a vehicle, um, you know, when you stopped at at what they suspect was a traffic light. Um, and it's it's just fucked up that they're they're tracking you like that. But here's where it gets crazy. They also had a phone that was on airplane mode, and they were still able to track them. Like they didn't sign a user agreement. Um, they were on airplane mode, and it was still it was tracking a lot less. But where they were going, what what wow. routes they took, but without uh, without the ability to provide like advertising content. Damn. Yeah. So, like, our cell phone mics, like, my, my, it terrifies the shit out of me. Like, I'll turn on, like, I'll say Siri, da 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 da. But Siri will be, will have been recording the last shit I said before I touched the mic, and I'll see the words come across. And it's like, really? Okay. So that's what I mean. Being hood. She's just, she's just watching your back. Yeah. Siri, and telling everybody what's going on. Um,. And that's what one of the things that, that terrifies me, and that's why I don't have Facebook, and that's why I rely on on you, the listener, to share the content that you like. All right. Um, so, Takashi, one thing I got to say about Takashi before we get off topic. Yeah. Do you think he's going to a real, like, like law park? He's going to, like, San Quentin if he gets indicted on this stuff? Um, or is he going to go to one of those country club ones because he's got the funding? Okay, you talk about some of those, those things that are in those charges mm-hmm. and, like, what those include. I don't think he's going to, like, a country club. Um, I think that he's gonna he's gonna be going to a place uh, that will he'll rethink a lot of the decisions that he made that got him there. Uh, I you think, think that, that face tattoo is gonna be a part of his. Life? I man, I between the 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 rainbow hair, um, six nine in the face, the six nine <laughs> everywhere. I'm thinking that's not a good look. Man, that dude on his last trip to uh, to L.A. spent over a hundred thousand dollars on security. This is again TMZ checking out the hot sheet. Uh, so you've got to pay people a hundred thousand dollars to want to hang out with you, to hang out with you. To keep him getting your ass whooped. Yeah, not even that. These are people that would not be hanging out with you if you didn't pay them to. Yeah. All right. These aren't. These aren't your buddies. These aren't your friends. These are professional bad motherfucking giants. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem is he knows he's going to get his ass whooped because he had to come out of pocket 100 G's to keep from getting his ass whooped while saying, I ain't scared of y'all. I ain't scared of y'all. Yeah, here's 100 grand to keep me safe so y'all beat my ass. Man, I don't think that we're like listing enough like ticks <laughs> next, next to like the karmic register for this. So 
some of y'all may not be familiar with some of his other antics, like, for example, going to Chicago, going to O-Block, which is, uh, I guess that's Chief Keefe's neighborhood. Yep. Uh, very, very tough spot. He got out of his car in the middle of the night and shot, like, a quick little Instagram video in, uh, in O-Block. And he, nobody's there. He had no trouble. Da 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 da. Turns out, like he shot that video really, really, really early in the morning, and not at all at the time that he posted it, because people were in his timeline in Chicago looking for him. Okay. I mean, he's he's a guy that's he's he's um. He's gonna market himself. I guess that in prison now his record just leaked. I haven't gotten the opportunity to listen to it, and I probably will. Um. I don't expect anything magical. I thought that that song Fifi that he did with Nicki Minaj was hot butter garbage. <laughs> but I'm not going to talk down on the rest of the album. It was pretty good workout music. But it's one of those things where it's like it's it's all about the packaging. Uh, what made uh, Amy Winehouse so special was the packaging in, in, in that voice. She was a very tiny, little frail British lady, but she you know had, had an incredible voice. Mm-hmm. With a guy like Takashi, you have... Someone who's saying some of the most violent, despicable things, right? There, and and you can. It, it's very hard to say that he's a representative of anything, right? Like, used to you could you used to be able to say that that CNN or um that that hip hop was the CNN of the ghetto. I think that's a Chuck D quote. Okay. Anyway, there's. I don't think you can say that. You can make that same argument for Takashi for anything. No. However. That being said, he's definitely a cautionary tale, and I think the movie's going to be great. I think if, I don't want to say this about anyone, but if he dies in prison, the movie the movie's going to be great because it's going to be the greatest cautionary tale, and that's how his daughter that he cared so much about will be taken care of for the rest of her life. The movie about daddy getting murdered in prison. Um, all right, on to uh, less less dark things. I don't a lighter know. note. On a lighter note. Um, this weekend, over the weekend, yep. uh, let's start off on a high note. Francis Ngannou got back in the win column mm-hmm. with a TKO, a very quick TKO, of, uh, of a very bad man in himself, uh, Mr. Curtis Blades. Fan of Curtis Blades. I think that that fight was probably stopped early. Uh, well, And let me just explain. It looked like uh, Curtis Blades, who is a wrestler... Um, was doing the the sort of wrestler move. Someone's throwing shots at you. He had his leg. He had Ngannou's leg, and he was circling around. Mm-hmm. Um, he what? I don't know that Blades was out cold. The referee was in there. I wasn't. Um, but what he was doing is he's showing himself as a wrestler. And I think that I don't know if he would have gotten that takedown, but I think he was still he was still working. If he wasn't on, and I got to look back at it. Uh, look at it again, but uh, congratulations to, to Francis Ngannou. Uh, he's a fucking bad human being with a great story, and um, and I, I wish him the best uh, in uh, going forward. Curtis Blades, I, I hope I hope you get back uh, back to a W uh, very very soon, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Now, however, other big fight news over the weekend. <laughs> big fight news. <laughs> I mean, it was into a crowd. It drew some buys. It drew some buys. I, I hope they. I hope they did even better. Um, it was probably the worst marketed fight of all time. I thought that uh, Oscar De La Hoya and the folks at Golden Boy could have done a better job of promoting it. But the Tito Ortiz, Chuck Lydell, as the truly dispassionate Oscar De La Hoya referred to him, three. So Ortiz Liddell three happened over the weekend. 
first round TKO uh, from Tito Ortiz. Now, I'm not sure uh, how many knockouts Tito Ortiz has, but it can't be many. No, most of them are by ground and pound or judges. Yeah, take a quick look at that one real quick, because it, it's really one of those things that's very, very weird that, that he got a knockout in that last fight. It was kind of like uh, Hoist Gracie in his last fight with Shamrock. It was, I believe that was three as well, Shamrock, uh, Gracie three, and Bellator. It was a knockout via nut shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Hoist Gracie, who had never knocked anyone out with anything, just knocked a man out. Just knocked out Ken Shamrock with a nut shot. Like, Ken Shamrock decided he couldn't go any further because uh, a guy who wasn't wearing hand wraps, by the way. Um, my understanding is that in that match, Hoist Gracie did not wear hand wraps because he thought they would be a hindrance to his grappling. So... He didn't have to use his grappling because he won via uh, technical knockout. Tito's career record is 20-12-1. 20-12-1. by knockouts? Look up those Ws. All right, so we got the... the We're in the top budget. Okay, so... Yeah. Okay, so... Nine TKOs? Nine KOs or TKOs? So, yeah, but he's not... Okay, well, how many of those are, like, ground and pound? And that's where... Well, submission, decision, submission. Um, when, he fought, when he lost, that was a loss. Yeah, he so he's, he's submission, not... Submission, loss, 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 draw. Going out on a W, man. Going out with his brain intact. So, shout out to Tito Ortiz and the team over at Punishment. Um, I'm, I heard he's, uh, he's retiring. Uh, Chuck Liddell has yet to... Um, He's Good. back in retirement. He's already confirmed this was his last fight ever. He said he didn't want to come make a fight, but the money was right, so. I don't care who you are. If someone throws enough money in your direction, you're going to get your ass whipped for money. That's true, but I don't want to see him, you know, fight John Jones for five million. Actually, you know what? I would, I'd pay to see that. I think he would pay to see that, too. Cause... I'd love to see him versus Fedor for, just for fun, because Liddell's a striker. No. Fedor would stand there and I would have seen it 10 years ago. 12 years ago, <laughs> 15 years ago, I would have paid to see that. They're almost the same age now. I still want to see him. Uh, no, <laughs> no, because we just saw what, what Fedor Emelianenko, uh, the last emperor, did um, to Frank Mir. And Frank Mir, who, again, passed his prime. I don't want to see Frank Mir in anything about, other than, like, like combat grappling matches. What about Chell Sonnen? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Fedor... Fedor looks like a guy that hits really hard, and I've seen some videos of him where he punches stuff really hard. And he's a hard-punching guy. He's a bad man. And besides but, hard punching, he's a phenomenal grappler, too, though. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Sambo champion. Bad, bad man. Yeah. Uh, so, going forward, what fights are you excited for? Um, I'm excited for the UFC 232 fight card for all those Or take a Holloway? Uh, no, not that one. Oh, that's the That's the next one. That's fight night. Okay. Um, the next one is the... Uh, John Jones versus Gustafson, Nunez versus uh, Cyborg. Cyborg. You got BJ Penn on that fight card. You got Andre Lofsky on that fight card. You got Chad Mendes on that fight card. Good card. It's an amazing card. Every single fight on there is going to be There's a couple I'm like, eh, I'll watch them because they're there. But a lot of those fights, I'm excited to see what happens. I want to see if we see the fighters of old still holding their own. And by that, I mean like Arlovsky and BJ. 
He, he needs to have a W. If he, if he's I would like L- for him to go out on a W. Um, but he's, like, he's, like, he's, he's fighting young Ryan Hall. <laughs> Ryan Hall's a bad. Ryan Hall's been a bad, bad jujitsu guy for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's uh, like I know him from the jujitsu's from like grappling magazines from ten years ago, selling like videos about like. Um, deep half guard. You think it's going to be a, a grappling match? I, I hope so. And I hope so because I, I like seeing high-level grapplers. Like, okay, so I know it's it's a different sport, but Metamorphs, uh was, uh, they were around for a minute. Uh, they were sort of like jujitsu super fights. Okay. And one of their jujitsu super fights was a rematch of Hoyler Gracie and Eddie Bravo. Ooh. Now, the Hoyler Gracie Eddie Bravo fight, for those of you listening who are not familiar with either of those folks, was one of the, the, the matches that will put American jiu jitsu on the map. It, it, it really introduced the world to Eddie Bravo, who at the time was a brown belt under Jean Jacques Machado. And he, uh, he tapped out Hoyler Gracie, who was expected to win. If I recall correctly, this fight was being broadcast in Brazil. So it was it was a really big deal that he was able to slap on a submission as a brown belt and uh, and beat a Gracie. However, this rematch was which was under really weird rules. Like Eddie had to wear gi pants, meanwhile Hoyler was not wearing uh gi pants. Yeah. So Dave's giving me a weird look, but yeah, so, but those were the weird rules that, like, Hoyler was asking for. So, like, he wanted to have a whatever he wanted for his, his advantage. But Eddie Bravo slapped on that lockdown and was dominant in the fight. He was dominant in, in the match. And so, like, that fight works uh, in a grappling competition. A fight like that's not going to work in a, in a UFC. And unfortunately, when you see a lot of high level grapplers, it remains, um, a standing fight, which, you know, can be good or bad for whoever's on the receiving end, like Jacques Ray against Weidman. Um, two very high level grapplers, and then it becomes a, a, a kickboxing or a boxing match. It becomes something other than that. Because they're, they're both so good on the ground that if, if, uh, you know, like you are able, if, if let's say Ryan Hall gets BJ Penn to the ground, um, BJ Penn is so good, what is he going to be able to do? Or is Ryan Hall that good he's able to to get past a guy like BJ Penn, who is the first American uh, to win uh, the BJJ Worlds? Or is it that because they're both so good on the ground, they stand and bang? Because neither wants to go to the ground with each other. Man, I'm, I'm rooting for the old guy. I um, hope BJ Penn can pull out a victory on this one and get the W and go out on top. He's another L. He's got to stop. I still have my like. I still wear, wear my my Rivka BJ Penn shirt, man. I mean, I love BJ Penn. He came back what three times to fight the former champ, and he's he's fought at every every weight class but heavy, like um, and straw. Like he's he's fought at featherweight. He's fought. He was the champ at lightweight. He was the champ. I think he was the champ at welterweight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's but he came back and he fought the former champ. Three times and lost, or two times? Dude, he fought Leota Machida <laughs> as a heavyweight. <laughs> he don't care. He's a bad motherfucker. Oh yes, hundred um, percent. Love, love BJ. I love BJ Penn. Penn. He's he's uh, an amazing human being. That pool um, jump still kills me. The pool jump, kicking his leg behind his head. Very easy to be a fan of of BJ Penn. I do not want to see him go down. And get beat up. I don't. I, At least a, if it's a good overall fight, but he loses, I'll be happy. Yo, if he wins by some really cool submission, <laughs> like if that's how something we never seen before, something never seen before, it's like, oh, 
Fucking BJ Penn. And then, and then let him retire and go into combat jujitsu and take over that from, uh, from the great Wagner, uh, Wagner Rocha. Rocha? Wagner, Wagner Rocha. Anyway, uh, the guy who used to fight in the UFC is now running the, the tables on, uh, on combat jujitsu, which is like regular jujitsu with slaps. Now, I gotta say something. This does kind of tie into the next topic we do have. Okay. Because picture what that can do for fighters. Okay, so. Some of you at home may be wondering what Dave is pointing at. All right. <laughs> so in China, it's on the front page of CNN, so you know it's uh, it's it's true. Credible. Yeah, absolutely. Good word. Credible. Uh, gene editing. The Chinese are now successfully gene editing, um, and apparently it is to make HIV uh, children, babies, HIV resistant, which I didn't know was a big problem in China. Didn't know that China had a huge problem with AIDS babies. The first the um, twins. Un, un, okay. They, they uh, did it too. Okay. Well, here's a question. Where let's let's look at places where the Chinese are, are very successful right now, uh, and say Africa, where there is a high rate of AIDS. Yeah. Uh, this is something that has the potential. Like I'm, I'm used to looking at this from very, very dark. With, with very dark glasses on, but if this is able to save the lives of children, then I, you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to sound shitty about it. But the reality is, is that the Chinese in recent years uh, have taken a lot of our really, really good intellectual property and sold it and gave it away and made it cheap, and now we can buy it back on Wish. <laughs> All right. So. Well, I don't. I whew, man, I get paranoid. Here's where I get weird about this one. Okay, so they 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 claim they made this these kids HIV resistant. The first set of twins born HIV resistant. My question ahead is how they test that. Kids come out. Hey, get us get a little drop of this. Give them a little shotty shot and go. Let's see if they get it or not. If I can give them AIDS burgers. <laughs> I mean, and then my question is how far does this go? So I know over in Europe, years ago, they were saying they could pick out like eye color, hair color. They can try to make them taller, shorter. At what point does it, instead of having to say, okay, hey, cool, I got my wife pregnant. Instead, it's, hey, honey, let's go down to the supermarket and pick out what color, hair color, eye color, height, weight, kind of bodybuilding want a kid to have. And they just, you know, pick it up from the supermarket. Then we'd have no losers. Like, and, and what I mean by that is, like, everybody's different. Yes. Right. Everybody is different. So if you're if you're telling me that like we're not going, we're going to breed out ugly, all right. So what does that do to our? What does that do to the human spirit? Yeah. If everybody that you meet is is without physical flaw or is without emotional flaw, then where does that leave the rest of us? That means that that, that it's going to be so expensive that only the the ultra ultra rich and the ultra powerful mm-hmm. are, are going to um, to afford it uh, and i'm oh, who's to say that this technology doesn't exist already uh, they've been doing gene editing and gene splicing for for a while mm-hmm. so to think for for even a second that we don't have uh, soldiers or we don't have the the offspring of the the truly powerful elite already walking around with these super genetics but how would you feel like, let's say in 100 years, watching the UFC and see two guys that are both 185, 6'4", Billy houses, same exact body build, same exact, you know, look, just, or like watching NFL and you see all the linemen look identical sitting out there. That shit's going to be gone. It's like, what are you they, doing? We won't, we won't have that. Um, those, those people, and, and this is where I go, go back to being paranoid. 
is those people that are not really people, mm -hmm. um, they are going to be our military. They are going to be our police forces. They are going to be our tools of the authority. Uh, and they're also going to be the children of the ultra-rich and powerful. Yeah. So what we end up having is we have badass killers uh, who are able to, uh, I don't know... We're, it's going to be like a Judge Dredd rule, uh, world. I, I imagine that uh, we're going to have a, a ridiculous culling and some other stuff is, is going to go like, down. Back in the day, I mean, like, around, like, I think it was 2000 or 99, you had Universal Soldier starring Bill Goldberg. Oh, well, we're talking about the sequels to Universal Soldier. And uh, we got to go back to Dolph Lundgren and Jean-Claude Van Damme, which, by the way, I think they made, a, like, a fifth Universal Soldier that I believe is on Amazon Prime. Okay. We should, probably, we should probably sit down and watch that. But you talked about uh, Academy Award winner Bill Goldman. Bill Goldberg. Goldberg, yep. Yeah. Uh, most people don't know that he has an Oscar. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's very, uh, very good. Yeah. Multiple action. Very down to earth. Has a lot of different, there's a wide range of movies he's been part of. He also has, his own, he had a TV show about cars, which I love cars. So I watched a lot of that. Good shit. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Goldberg. He's a hell of an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> uh, former college football player, just a, just a all around stud. And apparently a friend of, uh, late. Football star Junior Seau. He uh, played the NFL for the Falcons for a couple of years as a lineman, which was funny because watching interviews, his teammates were like, when we found out he was going to be a lineman, we were kind of scared that you know, he was going to get walked through because how small he was compared to the rest of us. And then you ask the quarterback, and I never had any problems. If I knew he was on my right side, my right side's guarded. That little six foot two, 238 pound man didn't let nobody in. So, how much more money do you think he made wrestling than playing football? And then why haven't we seen more of those high-level athletes go into something like the WWE? Um, back then, it, in the in WCW days, when they were still going, owned by Ted Turner, um, Ted was throwing a lot of money at it, trying to make the best promotion possible. So, a lot of those guys are getting paid a lot, a lot of money to get in there. But the problem is, you've got to be physically gifted to get in the ring because it's not just, yeah, it's fake, but... To do the stuff they do and be that careful how to pick somebody up and lay them down where it looks like it hurts them a lot, but it's more stress in your body to lower them the right way, a lot of NFL players ain't got that. But then you flip it around, when Brock Lesnar left WWE, he went back to the NFL and tried to play in the football NFL, and his team was like, for the first quarter, he's great. And then he has nothing after that. He has no cardio after the first quarter. It's like cut him from trainings. And it was like, man. but he was bad enough to get there, bad mm -hmm. enough. And that, like, there's just levels to to being an athlete, and and he was certainly one of those guys that uh, made the most of, of what he was blessed with. Yep, uh, and had had a lot of help along the way. Shout out to, to all the help he had along the way. Yeah, he he definitely went from college to NFL to wrestling to back to NFL. He tried out the court, went back to wrestling, and then he became a movie star. Not a guy who wants to sit at home and do nothing. No. Yep. Uh, oh, shit. Speaking of, uh, we got to go back to fights because this is one that I want to talk about. Okay. Anderson Silva, Israel Anasanya, the style vendor. They are going to be fighting in February in Melbourne. Yes. Uh, whoo! That fight, it's got a lot of potential to be great and then a lot of potential of being lackluster. How does it have the potential to be lackluster? How? 
Silva has been proven that his chin is suspect. His his chin was suspect when he gave his chin away to Chris Weidman. He's not going to those games that he played. Well, uh, with, well fighting the, the the bender, you know what I mean. Fighting him, he's going to get hit. There's no if, ands, or buts. The dude does things that is mesmerizing. However, I'm willing to say that that Anderson Silva is probably better at jujitsu than Derek Brunson is at wrestling. Okay, and and I think that this is still a very winnable fight for Anderson Silva. Uh, I mean, what I think it'll come down to is speed on on one hand and and length. And I'm not sure who has the greater length, but I know that if Anderson Silva, who is a black belt under the Noguera brothers, gets his hands on you, he's probably much better at jujitsu than uh, fucking Israel Adesanya is at jujitsu defense. If he gets his hands on him, if he gets that chin checked. It's gonna be. I don't think I don't see it going to the ground. I see it Silva trying to prove that he can outmaneuver, out dodge, and out strike the style bender. Going for the old guy. Going for the. I'm going for the old guy by veteran status. All right, I'm going for the newbie. I, gotta, I mean, I think newbie's gonna make a name for himself. Even definitely want to buy. Definitely, definitely a purchase. Oh, I'm definitely buying um, it. Yeah, it's, it's, have to it's definitely when you buy and invite friends over for beer, pizza, fights. It's a good day. Yeah, everybody throws in twenty bucks. All right, so coming up in just a moment, we are going to be talking about a little bit of some Kim K. Kim K came out recently. <laughs> I guess we're back. Uh, Kim Kardashian on the front new uh, front page of CNN. God bless uh, the front page of CNN.com. Let us know that. Now, is that a good thing for CNN? Like, are they that bored trying to find news that Kim K makes the front page of CNN? Of all the shit in the world, she made the front page. That's what I think. We, I, I don't think that's on CNN. I think that's on us. Yeah. Like, the reality is, I'm still talking about I mean, it. We're still having that we conversation. Had to pick from, and that's what we chose, so... Uh, point. It's our fault. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So Kim K recently uh, stated that she, and very recently said that she was on ecstasy uh, during her first marriage and when she made the sex tape with Ray J. So, what does that mean? Does that, I mean, she was clear, like, it looked like she was pretty consenting regardless of what she was on. Um, so does any of that even, like, matter? And why, what does it matter at this point? Because you think about it, like, she's a mother, like, a multiple mother of children, right? And so 15, 10, however long it's been that she's been famous. Let's say that film, that video came out probably 06, 06, 07. Um, I think it was her way of getting back relevant. But, I mean, she's not, she hasn't been, uh, you know, not relevant since then. She's, she's a, a woman that we've all seen naked. Um, multiple times, multiple, multiple times, um, and in and, and various states of undress. This video, we just have her being spunked on. Like, that's all it is. That's well, that's the, the newest she, thing. If you think about it, in the past year, we've heard about her. When was the last time you brought up something you did thirteen years ago? Not never. But see, that's like the thing is, I think in the past year, her relevance has dropped down a bit. So this is her way of getting back relevant. I mean, but but should you not? I mean, she was just she was just doing prison reform. She just got a lady out of prison, and then goes back to when I was having sex on when I was when I was high on X when I was blowing Brandy's little brother. (laughs) 
Out of all the guys he picked from, that was the winner. Whatever. But I'm sure he treated her real well. He wrote a song about her and everything. Good job, all right? Ray J. Good job. Ray J's still getting paid off of that. Like, I caught a thing. <laughs> he said he, you know, he made like $70,000 one year from that. Like, or he's still making regular checks. Like, you guys can look it up and see how much Ray J is still getting paid uh, from that sex tape. You look up at his celebrity network, I bet you his his net worth is, is more than, than we, we think it is. Um, in fact, we probably shouldn't be talking about Ray J anymore, though. Just to the point, I think he gets a nickel every time we say his name. It's like a, it's like a, like an angel getting its wings. Yep, it's Ray J getting another nickel. Yeah. Um, just oh he's, man, he's made a solid dollar off us already. This video. Oh, God, it's a just such a fucking weird situation. Like a weird, like bless his heart for getting away from it. Um, with his, with everything intact. Or bless his heart for being involved in it and getting that money. Yeah, he's the only, I think he's the only person that got with the Kardashians that came out with a W. Yeah. Like the closest thing resembling I mean, a W. Haven't, some lost dicks dealing with them and shit, so. Yeah, well, he's on, um, like, he's on, like, love and hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's legitimately still making money by cameras being in his face. Solid. Good for him. Good, good for him. Go, America. Yeah. I'm, Go America. Bless his heart. All right. Um, so, you didn't grow up here. You grew up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Seth over there, you grew up over here? You grew up in Kenai? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I need you to come over here for a second. Because I want to ask you about the, the winter here. Because the people that I've spoken to uh, have said that, like, a couple of years ago, it was like a rainy Thanksgiving. It was a rainy November. Um, but it wasn't, like, rainy like this. And last year, we had what I assumed was, like, the regular winter here. It was, like, a really cool, nice winter. Um, But this, uh, I have to say, it's been, like, shitty and rainy more than it's been snowy and stuff. I'm not used at this time in November to still see green grass out there. Yeah, this is... Normally all white. At our shop here at 5150 in Soldatna. Right across the street from the Soldatna Creek Park. Yeah, we can sit here, folks, and I'm going to just make sure I don't mess this up. It is November 26th at 1247, and I'm staring across the street at green grass on the ground. It looks beautiful. There's no snow in the park. I wish I had a four-wheeler. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a four-wheeler. I need mudder now. However, but, yeah. um, it doesn't seem like this is the kind of place in the world where you should be four-wheeling, or you could hypothetically four-wheel in, uh, in the winter. Um, I know people that do that. I mean, I know people that do it as well, but, like, they're dressed for the winter, and it's, yeah. it's snowy. Like, they're not going to It's like the only piles of snow are where it was plowed. And yeah. that's always the last thing to melt yeah. anyways, because it's, you know. Yeah. My, my dad in Michigan, I talked on the phone three days ago, two days ago, and they had, like, six inches of snow on the ground and dumping snow more I know was, in Michigan. In Alaska, I have green grass growing in my front yard. I know a spot in Colorado, they got hit pretty bad, because Wade showed me a pileup video. On yeah, highway. It's so a massive pileup, tow trucks in the ditch, all over the lower forty-eight, and yet here in Soldotna, Alaska, we have green grass growing. Well, what if I told you that that is <sighs> because rain. the government is controlling our environment? No, hear me out. Hear me out. Why is it that when our our commander in chief posts, you know, like record lows in some place, not even record lows, where it's like where it is crappy and snowy and says so much for climate change. They are they aren't addressed first off that's weather, it's a completely different thing. But they aren't addressing places 
like here, which are, I mean, if you, you want to talk about climate change and, and have that conversation, I'm not a scientist. I'm sure we know some folks that are better to equip, but this does not seem like it should be this rainy and this green in the end of November in Alaska. No. Yeah, it's not normal. So with that, with, me with that being said, if you don't believe in climate change, uh, then, then send us a message on uh, Woke and Bake Podcast at uh, gmail.com. Listen to the videos. Yeah. Well, you don't have to send us videos. Just come in and tell us why we're wrong. You know, like, yeah. you don't have to, don't send us a YouTube video. Come in. If you disagree with anything that we're saying, please come in, have a conversation. It looks like we're going to be trying to set this up on a pretty regular basis. You come in, we'll make you a guest on the podcast, and you can talk your shit, let your nuts hang, in the words <laughs> of Takashi's former manager, uh, Treyway Shotty. Um, Follow protocol. We definitely need to get that last topic, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to start... It's from April 18th of this year. April 18th of this year, which uh, two days prior to the Holy Day. Oh. You know, that was a Wednesday. Yeah. I know that because 420 was on a Friday. Uh, <laughs> Blake Griffin. NBA beast. Mike. NBA megastar. His ex-fiance... Ex-fiance! ...got court date, and the judge granted her $258,000 a month in child support. $258,000 a month in child support! However, that's, that's two kids. That's over $3 million a year. That's two kids. They were together for seven years, so uh -huh. at least she probably got with him, and man... She wasn't on. She wasn't practicing layups. <laughs> like that doesn't seem fair. Like if you told me that's what he was pay, paying a year, I'm like, nah, makes that sounds. Two hundred fifty grand a year for his salary. I'd understand. Yeah, but two hundred fifty in a month. Then we can sit on her ass at home and just on that brand new Louis Vuitton bed with a Gucci pillow and be comfortable the rest of her life. Those kids better be fucking honor roll students, and they better have the best diets. And they better they better be able to recite in Latin the first five books of the Bible. Like I was reading that her that his lawyer when they when she first announced she wanted the two hundred eighty thousand a month, the lawyer got yelled at by the judge because he said, "Are those fucking kids wearing Gucci diapers? Is that Prada ass wipes?" And the judge told him to shut up. <laughs> I was like, I can see that lawyer sitting there thinking, "Okay, she's gonna ask for you know twenty thirty thousand a month." When she shot out 280, his whole jaw dropped and looked like, bitch, what? Yeah, so they settled on 258. That's a, it's a hell of a drop. I'd fire that lawyer. I, man, I, oof. I'd have a hard I time. I would invent getting... a time machine <laughs> and punch myself in the fucking head for every time I thought, what could I do with 200, an extra $258,000 a month? Like, I, like, I, I pay child support. No. And I love my kids. <laughs> But if it were $258,000 a month, like I look at my kid and I look at him and I, I like, I think about what could I do with that X amount of dollars that I spend on child support? I look at him and I, and it's like, what the fuck could I do? Where could I spend that money? $258,000 a month. And the sad part is, <gasps> he has half custody of them. Oh, they're at his house half the time. Oh, I would never want to see him again. <laughs> Like, stay away from me. Like, I'll cut you one big check and don't ever come near me again. Fuck you. <laughs> Three million a year. Fuck all of you. Good news. Fuck Those kids turn 18, oh. he's going to throw a $258,000 a month party oh. to celebrate. 
Because I want to call it. Oh, no. Fuck. No. no <laughs> All of a sudden, you pay your, your uh, you find yourself paying your uh, ex-wife and uh, kids to, uh, to take a, take a trip to the shadiest parts of the South America. <laughs> I mean, they, they might not, uh, they might not get kidnapped by the cartel, but they will get malaria. <laughs> I mean, in that way, if if just her goes, you know, like you you get to have your kids, and a nanny doesn't cost two hundred fifty eight thousand dollars a year. Okay, so child support. Yo, you could make you could make Kendall Jenner pick your kids up from school. <laughs> all right, like, oh, you're worth X amount of millions of dollars. That's cool. I need you to play stepmom. <laughs> See, here's my thought on this: child support is supposed to be used for the parent to give the child. A decent way of life to help yeah. the kid, help the mother out to make sure the kid gets things they need. Yeah. What the fuck does a five-year-old and two-year-old need with two hundred and fifty-eight racks a month? Cocaine. To help drug. A lot of cocaine. Two hundred. Have you ever spent time with a fully addicted uh, five-year-old? The kid has a fully developed addiction. You gotta feed that addiction or he starts stealing from people. Yes. So that's what happens. The kids have full on addictions. Yes. Yes. That's a lot of cocaine. I know what you're thinking. I'm just saying, how would you feel if you were Blake and she did that money and bought the house next to you? So you're sitting there paying for your house and that house next door. And you go to work, you bust your ass, run those courts. Hitting those shots, getting them game-winning bu- you know, buckets. Knowing that if you get a signing bonus, she gets at least 30%. <laughs> Fuck, what's the incentive? Now, um, here's my question. What if, let's say, he blows a knee out, Lord forbid? Is he still looking for that money? Yeah, he's still looking for that money. So I had a buddy whose dad... This is sucks. Um, this is, let me tell you right now. This is a story that sucks. Okay. He was uh, a retired military officer. He was high level, high grade. Um, retired, got a really, really good job, and um, started having an affair. Mm. Now, hold on, hold on a second. He tried to rekindle things, make things okay. work with his uh, his A one day one, his near and dear. Good for him. Uh, my buddy, this is how fucked up he was about it. He said that his mom, like, he would try to, like, you know, wine and diner. She'd rather hang out in her bathtub and, and listen to um, Rush Limbaugh. Like, this was a long time ago, and these okay. are clearly white people. Um, <laughs> but he was trying to, like, bring her some champagne. He was just trying to, you know, make things make, lo- for his make things loving. No, he, this was prior to the affair. Okay. This was before he had the affair. He was like trying to, you know, like make things good with his family and okay. and not not lead himself astray. But his wife cared, you know, so more. She was more into Rush Limbaugh. Like that at this point, it's like, you know, like a chick on Instagram. Like if your wife has like updates her Instagram five times a day, uh, can't text you back. But can't text you back. She's getting dicks in her DM. Um, <laughs> like. And probably in her beat. Okay. So. Um, but you know, like in a very real way, like that. But she would have, she would have been an, an Instagram user. Okay. So he he had an affair, left her, had an affair. Um, now he got hit for um, for a lot, a lot of alimony because they were together for a long time and they had grown ass kids, and she put off a lot of her shit in order to you know stay at home and take and. Like, she legitimately did. Okay. And so, 
he had to pay her X amount of dollars a month. Now, he got fired from his job, and this was kind of a big deal. I guess the the company that he was working for, a lot of his guys were taking illegal kickbacks, and he was the guy that was at the top of that food chain. Okay. So he was one of the first guys to be let go because all this happened under him. Whether or not he knew about it didn't matter. It happened under his watch. Okay. And shit rolls downhill. And if you're the first guy to go, you're the first guy to go. Sorry to hear you. So now... So he still had to, like, for months and months and months after he was fired, he couldn't afford it. He's still paying her alimony. Um, Eventually, like, he got it taken down, but not before he had to, like, sell some shit. So... If Blake Griffin blows a knee out, he's, he's his lawyer's going to take care of him. Like he'll be fine. He'll he'll be okay. It's dudes who like lose their job behind some shady shit that are fucked. However, yeah, you gotta. Whew, man, you imagine having that money. All of a sudden, your lawyer's like, "Yeah, dude, you got at least another five years to two hundred fifty-eight racks a month. You ain't going to work at fucking Holiday or Home Depot to make two hundred fifty-eight racks a month, Kalish." <laughs> Khalees, who had one kid with Nas, yeah, um, asked for forty or fifty thousand dollars a month. That just—it's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a whole lot of money. <laughs> she she didn't write Illmatic. <laughs> she didn't write I Am. She didn't go on tour. She could have taken room. credit for Nostradamus. That record sucked, but but. I mean, you look at the records that that he did while while they were together. Streets Disciple, oh, um, one of the greats. Uh, the Untitled Record, which he had a, which, another title he couldn't <laughs> go with. Um, you know that she took credit for some of that shit when it's probably just him sitting there being a beast that he is. I mean, she accused him of some stuff of, oh, yeah. of beating of uh, of beating uh, of beating her, um, but. And I want to say, but, like, domestic violence is a terrible, 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 terrible thing. Um, But she only mentioned that after, like, two, you know, like, actually, they've been divorced for a while now. Um, Yeah. Only brought it up when she was asking for more money in child support. So so I'm not saying that he did or didn't. I'm just saying there's some suspicious timing. Like, you're looking for an increase in child support, and that's when you tell me uh, that Nasir Jones beat you? That just that sounds a little bit a little bit suspect, and I don't want to, man, because now we're don't going. Don't downplay that, you know, domestic violence by any means. But you got to think about the credibility of the timing. Yeah, it just seems like if it's if if you that information comes out when you're asking for more money, um, but not any previous time. Yeah. But I, I can. Uh, but then, what is that? What does that domestic violence look like for Nas and Khalees? Like, I know that they were a couple that, and, and I guess it was, fuck, I can't recall the tabloid website, but apparently, like they they had bought a purchased a mansion uh, in Atlanta just for sex. So I imagine that if you're a young couple and you're mid, he's not much older than me, uh, mid to late twenties, early thirties. You have all the access to all the alcohol and all the drugs in the world, and you have nobody telling you no, and you've got uh, an incredibly passionate woman, uh, and you're clearly a passionate dude. Some crazy shit's going to happen, like that, especially when you mix in alcohol. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that if they were blowing the best weed on the planet, they might still have something together. Um, 
I bet there was weed involved still. I'm sure there was there was weed involved. There's uh, lots of things probably involved. Lots lots of things. Uh, copious amounts of booze is what I'm assuming though. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean that's what happens when you got to deal with Hennessy. You get a lot of Hennessy. Um, <laughs> Shouts out to Hennessy. What's up? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, just got to wrap this up. We are looking at an official time of. Yep. Time to do some shit. Um, what do you got coming up? Uh, fights uh, before Christmas three. What day? December 8th at Soldano Sports Center. We do have tickets for sale here at 5150. You have them in store now? In store right now. Also in store now. I noticed you got some hats, some headgear. Yes, we have our 5150 hats. A multitude of colors. You can come by and pick out a color hat you want. You can even say plethora. Ooh, a plethora. I like it. How much are the hats? We have them on sale right now for uh, 20 apiece right now on sale. All right. Well, now, would you give someone a discount on the hat if they came in and mentioned the podcast? Yeah. Come by and talk to us. We'll hook, we'll hook it up. What about the first person to come in and mention the podcast? The first one that comes in and mentions the podcast, I will do half off that hat for Half them. off that hat. There first you, one. First one. First one. There you go. Make it happen. Come yeah, on in. Just be the first person in and, and mention the podcast, mention the hat, and yep. uh, 50% off. Cool. We're that good. We have the, the fight's going to be great. A lot of really exciting fights going to happen. Some MMA, some boxing. Keyshawn McInerney, Lucas Murray. Going to be a good kickboxing match. I, I like Keyshawn. I like Keyshawn. This is, I don't know how many times I've seen him fight, but he always, it's always like a kind of a step up for him. Like he's he, fighting someone more. And he more gets better and better every fight. Absolutely. I know he's training over at AK-49 with Matt Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to the guys at AK-49. Now, <laughs> um, I, I don't know much about Lucas Murray, um, but I, I will say that I'm excited for the fight because I other other fights on the card. From what I understand, local fighter Colton Gorecki will be fighting. Um, he will be boxing. He will be boxing uh, Cody Smith. Yes, in Cody's farewell. And in Cody's weight. farewell fight, the farewell for Dorothy. It's a catchweight. She's going back to Kansas. Clearly a catchweight. Yes. Um, I don't, man. I don't know how much Colton weighs, but I want to be there for the weigh-in because this has to be an exhibition. It has to. Yes. Uh, I'm a I'm a fan of freak shows. Um, I wish we I wish it was a midget. Colton um, is a. I gotta say, probably is gonna have twenty to thirty pounds on Dorothy. That's it. I say closer to fifty. <laughs> I, I, but it's gonna be a good fight. They're both excited. We actually. Uh, we sponsor Dorothy. We have some new gear we ordered special for him. He's going to be excited to see. Okay. some beautiful gear to give him a little farewell. He's in a lot of fights down here. Very, very nice dude. I love, I love that Dorothy guy. Dorothy to death. He's, he's always so positive. happy and positive. He'll yeah. always give you... You can be down in your luck when you talk to him, and guess what? You're there feeling like you are on cloud nine. Like, that Hug, didn't even matter. Hugging a smile. Like, whatever yep. you're dealing with, like... He's 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 there to get you through it. So shout out to Cody Smith. Yep. I'm excited. I'm excited for the fight with Colton. Uh, I'm excited to see what life has for Cody going forward. Uh, I I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this fight. I'm excited for the card. Yep. I don't know a whole lot about it, but we'll know more as it becomes available. There's gonna be some MMA fights. Some MMA. Nate fight. from okay. AK49's fighting. Okay. Uh, is he fighting? He Good from Juno. Good from Juno, who is. Uh, Apparently, he's wanting to become a pro wrestler. He's coming over here for an event that uh, Power Plant Production is putting on in Wasilla, and he decided to take the fight against Nate as a way to make some money back on his plane ticket. Cool. Um, then you have the rematch with Sean Whitmore from uh, 
They that fight on a homer. And Harold the Viking. Yes, Harold the Viking versus Sean Moore. And Sean has been training hard to avenge the loss down in Homer. Yeah, that well, in, in fairness to, to Sean Whitmore, he took the fight on like 28 minutes notice. Yeah, he was I'm at his pretty house. sure he was like getting ready to start pre-gaming when he got the call. Um, he was at his house getting ready to, to drive down to watch the fights. That's what he was doing, coming down to hang out and watch fights. And uh, Matt called and said, hey, bring your gear, you're fighting. He had to spend 15 minutes trying to find his gear <laughs> to then drive down to get there to be there for the fight. So we'll see what he's doing with the training. I, I'd like to see uh, see how it goes. Um, he trains with his dad a lot. And we know I s- met respect to... I ran in Doug McFresh okay. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is also fighting on this card. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. He told me who he, he thinks he's fighting, and he's fairly certain it's a rematch of his fight in Homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I'm excited for because the guy he fought is a guy who has something like 40 fights. And... I had the opportunity to speak with him after the fights, and he seems pretty confident that he's able to, to like, with training, um, take on old uh, old Doug McFresh. And I don't want to sound like he was talking smack, but um, he he does think that he's the better fighter, and with training, he, Which he can be. Every fighter should think they're the better fighter. If you go into the fight to think, I'm going to get my ass into me, I ain't got a chance in hell, you shouldn't be fighting. I don't, Although, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I would be honest, if, if I was going to fight Fedor, Bill's going to fight Fedor, I'd be like, yeah, you're going to get your ass whooped. There's no chance of outcome of positivity here. I don't but, know. Some, some people work with that motivation. Some people are able to function with being able to uh, to be told they suck every day. I mean, I wanna, if I go to a fight, I want to make sure in my mind I'm going to that fight that I'm going to win. Yeah. You, Not, I wonder how bad this is going to whoop my ass. Under normal circumstances, yeah. You should probably be confident <laughs> in your abilities. Um, if you're, you know, a professional fighter, you, you should think you're... You should probably think you're pretty good. And if you're fighting at a high-level organization or a mid-level organization, you're probably pretty good. Just remember that you're better than uh, than the other 99.9% of the population that aren't doing that and just talking shit. So, Like me and Bill. Like, like Dave and Dave and I. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for checking us out. We were going to get to uh, some more climate change and maybe some of the clashes on the border, but we're having a good time and don't want to go down the, the darkness and the sadness oh. and the misery of, of the bullshit. All right. So <laughs> if you want to reach out, there's something you think should be on the show, send us a message at Podcast Gmail. Stop by 5150 Vapes. Talk to Dave. Um, and let's say you are not old enough to listen or to walk into 5150 Vapes. Send them a message on Facebook. We should probably just do a Facebook page for the Woken Bake Podcast. We should. Just do that. Come on to that. Yeah. Can we put like it and share and put all the posts up there? Hell yeah. Get more people to get. People need to hear what we have to think. Plus, on there, they can comment below. Like, talk about what topics they want here. They want to hear this next week, and we're like, okay, we got you. And we'll just we'll do some research, and we'll talk about whatever the hell the people want here to talk about. All right. All right, Boo Boo. Have a good day. Y'all be safe out there. Stay drug free and proud, or don't. You are a grown up, or you're not. <laughs>